Blog Talk Radio. afternoon, good morning, good evening. I want to just thank you all for the time that you spend with me and the grace that you extend towards me with listening to each week or whenever you happen to listen. I'm chuckling at myself because I I was so anxious to have the guests that I've featured in this promotion join me that I neglected the fact that it wasn't supposed to be today. It's not until the 4th, next Friday, November 4th, that Naja E. Brown, the executive director and founder of Yield to the King Ministry, will join us. Now, I realized my, quote, error early enough that I could have changed all of this. But I decided that I would not because I wanted us to all enjoy the laugh and or at least the humor in the fact that we all make, quote, mistakes. And I'm saying, quote, and then an unquote because... I don't believe anything is a mistake. And I also want to take a few moments, now that I've made this goof, it gave me an opportunity to think on some other things while I was sitting here waiting for my guest so that we could chat a little before the show. Instead, I found myself chatting with myself. And so... To listeners that I know come from South Africa, the United Kingdom, Russia, China, and the U.S., I say thank you with every, every being in my body, a warm thank you to all of you. So in its place, we're still going to be talking about stewardship today, and you know, I have been reading from Dr. Evans's book entitled Kingdom Stewardship, so I thought I'd just pick it back up. I was going to put it away for um, this week and for now, actually, but obviously that is not what is in the plan. So Dr. Evans says, reading from his chapter entitled Perspective. And you know, when we think about stewardship, usually the first thing that comes to one's mind is the dollar or the yen or whatever your monetary 
system happens to represent. He says, we are never to fix our hopes on the uncertainty or arrogance of riches. Rather, we are to firmly fix our hopes on God. Since God is the owner and he is the source, we are to look to him alone for all things. Yes, God uses business to produce profits. Yes, God grants opportunities and opens doors. Yes, God can maximize a person's education or expertise. What this passage is saying, and I should go back to the passage, but for now we'll go on. What this passage is saying is that we are not to fix our hope, love, or value on money. When we do, we have confused money as the source when God is the real source of all. If you get seriously sick, money alone can't fix that. If you lose your mind or peace, money can't fix that. If your relationships are falling apart, money can't fix that. Money does have its place, but it is not the source of all you need. God is. There will be a time in everyone's life when God is the only one who can fix what they are facing. That's why it is critical to keep God in his rightful place as we steward all that he has provided for us to manage. He is the source. We are not to set our heart on riches. And that is the, the referenced scripture. Now, it's okay to enjoy whatever God gives you. If you have abundance, it's okay. If you obtained it legitimately and are using it righteously, you are to enjoy it. But in order to maximize your enjoyment, you must learn, as Paul did, the secret of contentment. Contentment understands that God is the one who opened the doors and paved the way for you to have what you have. Contentment also understands that God gets to choose the use of what he's given to you. As Paul instructs us, Those who are rich are to be rich in good works. Those who are blessed are to be a blessing to others. If God has shown you favor, you are to leverage what he's given to you for the benefit of others and the advancement of his kingdom. God expects you to use what you have to help others. It's not all about you. It's not all about me. Far too many believers with means spend far too much time enjoying God's generosity and far too little time using his divinely bestowed gifts of time, talents, and treasures to minister to others and advance his agenda as his kingdom stewards. If more time is spent enjoying God's wealth than using it for good works, 
then things are out of balance. A higher net worth should result in a greater level of giving and serving since to whom much is given, much is required. And that is found in the 12th chapter of Luke, the 48th verse. In fact, if you have been granted by God a high net worth, you should look into such things as real estate, partnership investments, tax-deferred trusts, and the like, in order to increase your capacity for greater generosity. One of the favorite ministries we have at our church is the Ministry of Kindness. We developed Acts of Kindness cards for all members to pick up and deliver to those in need. They have the name and address of the church on them and provide a way for us to reach out to help others while connecting it back to the spiritual. Not long ago, I ran across a homeless man, and he came up to me to tell me he was very hungry. I took a moment to buy him some food, and when I gave it to him, I also asked if I could pray with him. He agreed to have me pray with him, and after I prayed, I handed him the card and explained that if he needed any further help, he could call the number on the card. When you multiply acts of kindness by the myriads of people blessed by God through his church, there is more than enough, more than enough love, generosity, care, prayer, and even food to go around. As followers of Jesus Christ, we ought to be looking for opportunities to spread kindness in his name. That's the mindset of a kingdom steward. Kingdom stewards are to be about the business of generosity. Paul said plainly, instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. And that comes from 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 18 through 19. And in order for me to take a drink of water, I'm going to take a pause. Grace and Peace, Heart to Heart, encourages women from all stations of life and from every nook and cranny of our world from a biblical perspective. Now, of course, I did not read the chapter on strategy, but Tony Evans says that it's in that chapter that it was revealed that doing good works through acts of generosity helps one to store up for themselves a good foundation for the future. Every time you choose to use your time, talents, or treasures to do a good work for God and his glory, you are making a deposit into your own storage account for eternity. God puts something in your off-site storage unit awaiting your arrival in heaven. And when you arrive to meet God face to face one day in heaven, 
He's not going to ask you how much you made or what your annual salary was. He won't inquire about your net worth or even what degree you earned. But he will check to see how much you have stored up in heaven based on how you managed what he gave you on earth. By investing what you have now through generous, humble service, you will take hold of that which is life indeed. The word indeed means for real. God has stated that he will offer you a trade. If you use what he has given to you on earth, the way he has prescribed for you to use it, keeping him as your source in a spirit and mindset of contentment, he will give you the kind of life that is for real. You won't just be getting by. You will be living the abundant life Jesus provides. Not only will you have a storage unit full to the brim in heaven, but you will have ongoing access to the spiritual riches from the source of all strength, peace, wisdom, insight, emotional stability, and more while on earth. As we use earth to lay up treasures in heaven, not only will our hearts be realigned to a greater eternal focus, but we will simultaneously be decreasing the temptation to allow money to become our master that will lead to a decrease in the, in the spiritual experience of God's reality in our lives and the true riches he offers, including overcoming the sin of worry. As we close the chapter, can I ask you to do me a favor sometime this week? Will you just take a moment to visit a nearby junkyard? I just want you to gaze out over all the discarded furniture, belongings, and once treasured items. I want you to look at the junkyard as a reminder of where everything on earth winds up. Never, ever put your hope, value, or joy in stuff. It's just going to end up in the junkyard. Remember, while you can't take it with you, you can certainly forward it ahead. Rather, put your hope in the goodness of God and his ability to maximize your time, talents, and treasures to create a kingdom impact. Keep your perspective on him and on knowing him more fully. When you place your hope in the steadfastness of God as your source, you will discover the secret of contentment, the power of gratitude, and the freeing peace of true generosity as God's kingdom steward. And we are going to end there. I am looking forward to continuing thoughts of stewardship in our conversation with Naja Brown on the 4th of November. Until then, grace and peace from my heart to yours. 
Take care.